Hey, this is the lifestyle part of the Molt Method program, and we are going to practice an exercise here uh, focusing on diet. If you recall, I told you that diet is 80% of our results if we're trying to move the needle and improve our health. So, um, so uh, looking at our diet is going to be something that just simply cannot be avoided. And, and so one of the easiest ways to do this is to keep a food diary. There are um, programs you can use on your phone. One of them is Carb Manager. I don't necessarily think you need to really severely limit carbs unless you've got certain um, disease conditions going on. So, um, so it's just called carb manager because that's the reason why a lot of people use it, but you probably do need a way to track what you're eating and keep yourself accountable. Um, at the end of a couple of weeks, it typically takes two to three weeks. You, um, we can, we can often stay really on um, task for a few days, maybe even a week. But as you extend that to two or three weeks, we find that we made an exception here and we um, cheated a little there. And so those things will start to accumulate. You'll find that um, that you might have gone shopping and you cooked at home. When I cook at home, it's super easy to stay compliant. But the minute I go out to a restaurant, I have no idea what's in the food I ate. Was uh, What oils did they use? Even in the salad dressings or on the grill, um, you know, the, the salad dressings, if they're not making those salad dressings in-house, those salad dressings have all sorts of toxicity in them with preservatives. And even if they do make it in-house, Sometimes they may use a mix. If they use a mix, the mix has the preservatives in it. They say they make it in-house, but if it's not made in-house with like spices out of the jar and all the raw ingredients, then it's still just no better than if you bought it in the grocery store. So, um, so we want to identify the um, big four, dairy, gluten, yeast, and sugar. And... Um, these are kind of tricky sometimes, especially if you are fairly new to looking at your dietary sources of toxicity. Um, I had a patient that I, um, I scanned her. I use bioenergetic scanning to help people identify what really is causing issues for them. And so um, I told her that dairy was really causing a problem and she was, um, she had been very athletic in school and as she had aged and gotten into her fifties, um, she was just having all kinds of issues that were super frustrating because nothing that she did previously was working. And so I told her that dairy was really causing a problem for her. And she said, um, well, you know, I don't really eat that much dairy. And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, you know, all I know is that this is what your body is telling us. And, and so she thought about it for a few more minutes and she said, 
I do eat a lot of sour cream. (laughs) And I said, "Uh, yeah, I said, you know, sour cream is definitely dairy. She said, my daughter asked me if I would like some food with my sour cream. I'm like, okay, well, there's your low hanging fruit to eliminate the sour cream. And um, it was amazing the positive effects she got just in a few weeks from starting to eliminate the dairy and some of the things that she was consuming on a regular basis. And I will say that, you know, when your um, comfort food revolves around um, substances that are not good for you, you will have to deal with some emotional reactions. And, um, and if you are pretty resilient, then um, you may be able to just journal your way through that and, um, and kind of uh, soothe yourself. But if you are really struggling and you continually turn to foods that you know are not healthy for you, that you know you need to eliminate in order to be able to resolve some of the issues that you want to resolve, then I suggest that you talk to somebody that um, that can help you kind of sort through um, your relationship with food. And, um, and there are a lot of approaches to this that I am not in alignment with 100%, but generally speaking, I think even just a counselor, a mental health counselor would be able to help you sort it out, especially if you have come through this program and you have uh, been able to pinpoint a few things, just a few sessions with a counselor may be enough to really um, kind of break through and understand what you really need to focus on, where your attachments and your triggers are. And then, you know, it's still your own work to break those cycles and establish new habits and patterns of behavior. But at least you know what it is that's tripping you up. Um, The other thing I will say is that yeast is really tricky. You should Google some Um, sources of yeast because you will find that you're consuming yeast and you have no idea. Most people think that yeast is just something that they throw into bread to make it rise, but yeast shows up in a lot of different products. Um, I have shared the story and I'll share it here again, just in case you haven't heard it, but um, I um, had been avoiding gluten and my husband went vegan, don't recommend the vegan diet, but that is um, his choice for a number of reasons, health concerns that he's got. But um, I hired a vegan chef and she was every week making us homemade gluten-free bread. And it was, you know, like a, almost like a crunchy um, French bread, um, little baguette, really good. And just toasted, I would have a couple of little pieces typically with whatever I was eating. And I just noticed these accumulating effects that I only notice whenever I'm eating something repeatedly that is um, 
not agreeing with my digestive tract. And so I was so confused that I decided to run a um, blood work food sensitivity test because I, you know, I knew what my bioenergetic scan was showing, but I just thought there has to be more to the story here. And it's always helpful to run multiple kinds of tests and get it, get the information from different angles, different tests, pick up different kinds of disturbances. Um, In this particular case, when you run a food sensitivity test with blood work, it's fairly expensive and kind of a pain because you have to go have your blood drawn. So um, I don't recommend it for all patients, only the ones that really need it. But I decided to go down this rabbit hole myself. And it turned out that yeast was one of the very top things on my list. And so I was talking to the chef the next time she came in and said, you know, we've really discovered that yeast is a big problem for me. And I need you to um, let me know where you think yeast is showing up in the stuff you're making for us. And it's kind of hard with somebody else making food for you because you don't have control over all the ingredients. And so she looked kind of stunned. And she said that in gluten-free bread, they often put two to three times the yeast in the bread to compensate for the gluten that's not there. And so this gluten-free bread was three times as bad for me as the regular um, gluten version, theoretically, with all the additional yeast. And so the answer is to just avoid the baked goods because really you don't, um, no diet needs to include baked goods. (laughs) That's a treat. And if we treat it as a treat and it's only occasional, it's not really going to bother us probably. But, um, but what happens is we tend to incorporate these things and then we eat them repeated repeatedly and the uh, um, ill effects build up. So, um, So I just encourage you, if you look at the big four, I call them uh, dairy, gluten, yeast, and sugar, look for unlikely places where they might show up. And and certainly you need to learn to read labels and, um, and really evaluate. If you see something that you're not sure what it is, Dr. Google is the perfect place to turn (laughs) and uh, put that thing in your browser and uh, get some more information and find out a little more about what it is that you're actually um, taking into your body that your internal system has to process. So um, other dietary toxins, these are things that a lot of people tend to have issues with shellfish, um, even like think of people who have strawberry sensitivity, um, nuts, nightshade vegetables are really common. So um, I shared with you the example of the seeds in the cucumber. So sometimes when we think we have really improved our diet and we're still not seeing the results, it could be these unlikely components in something that would otherwise be a normal, healthy food. So, um, so just be, um, 
gentle with yourself and um, don't give up um, this investigative work that you do and noticing when your body gets triggered will help you track down what's really going on with you. Um, one of the other things that I think is really helpful to point out here in this exercise is that some things take several days to fully express in our body. So dairy is one of them. Um, one of the ways that we test for sensitivity is we eliminate something for a week or a month. Um, a month is better, but you know, even a week can be really helpful. I, I notice a lot of things just practicing fast well week and then reintroducing things. But if you've uh, eliminated something for a while and then you reintroduce it and you don't see an immediate reaction, that's because your immune system is handling it initially. And it isn't until you've got several days of accumulation until your immune system gets to the point where it can't handle it anymore. So um, dairy is one of these things that can take up to three days to fully express in your body. And, um, you know, it's not like somebody being allergic to peanuts. And if they get peanuts in something, even unwittingly, they're going to blow up like a balloon and end up in the hospital. This is one of those um, slow drip kind of experiences where the toxicity builds up over time and it makes it really challenging to get to the bottom of it. So just know I've got you and I get you and, um, and uh, this process of identifying what your kryptonite foods are that I, I refer to them as kryptonite foods. What are your kryptonite foods and um, eliminate those and keep the things that really bring you joy and also are not creating a health issue for you. So that is uh, the end of this practice exercise. It's a big one. And anytime you feel like you've got toxicity building, remember what I said, and that is that 80% of your results are going to come from adjusting your diet. So this is something you can go back to repeatedly.